So I want to take a moment now and circle back and do a deeper dive on the choice of Shaul as the first Melech of Klai Yisrael. And there's really two issues we need to discuss. The first issue is, why was Shaul worthy of being the Melech over everyone else in Klai Yisrael? What was so special about Shaul? And the second issue, more of a macro issue, which is, by what right did Shmuel pick a Melech from a Shevet other than Yehuda? We know that Melachim kings are supposed to come from Shevet Yehuda, so why was a melech picked from a different shevet? And specifically shevet binyamin from all the others. First, let's deal with why Shaul was worthy of being the melech over everyone else in Klai Yisrael. So we'll go through a number of pshatim, a number of reasons as to why Shaul was worthy. The first pshat is based on the first pasuk in this perek. If you go back to the first pasuk, we learned when it's introducing us to Kish, Shaul's father. So it says that Kish was the son of Aviel. Now in Divri Yamim, when... Uh, the, the genealogy of Shaul is listed again over there, Aviel is called by the name Ner, candle. So the Mayam Loyes explains why is he called a candle in Divrei Yamim to teach you that he had a special schus. He used to light candles at night so that uh, people should be able to find their way to the base medrash. So he was rewarded Midah just like he lit lights and concerned himself with the Rabbim, with people that they should be able to get to the base medrash at night. Um, so he was rewarded, Midah that his grandson would be the Melech, who would also be busy with Sarchei Tzibur uh, in the role of a Melech, and therefore his grandson was Shal, who became the first Melech of Klai Yisrael. That's the first shot. Second shot is, we talked about this when we learned that the Aaron was captured, the Aaron from Shiloh was captured on the battlefield by the Plishtim. So we learned what happened with the Luchos that were inside the Aaron, if you'll recall. And we said over there that Shaul ran back from the battlefield to tell Eli about what happened. And we said over there, the Chazal, that Shaul actually snatched the Luchos from Goliath, which was something very heroic, very brave. He snatched the Luchos from Goliath and ran with them all the way back to Shiloh. And that was so, so one of the reasons why he was worthy, why he had the special schus of being the Melech, was based on that bravery that he displayed on the battlefield when the Aaron was captured. The, another shot, also, this one also brought by the Mayam Loyes, is that just like we find by Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe, remember, chased after the sheep, the sheep that got lost, he chased after it, and ultimately it led him all the way to, up to our Sinai. And we will learn later on, similarly, that David HaMelech also was a shepherd and also showed special care with sheep. And Hashem said that just like they showed care with sheep, so Hashem knew that they would be worthy leaders and take care of Klai Yisrael. So similarly, we just learned that Shoal showed special dedication in caring and looking after and searching after the donkeys, the lost donkeys of his father. So in a similar vein, the Mayam says that Hashem saw the concern that he had for the donkeys, so he knew, Hashem knew that he would make a good melech over the, in taking care of the needs of Klai Yisrael. The Barbanel uh, looks back at the first two psukim of the Perek, and based on that, he says there's four indications in the first two psukim that tell us why Shaul was worthy. So first of all, it tells us, go back to the first pasuk for a minute, so it tells us that Kish was a, besides being a Ben Ishimini, he was also a Gibar Chayel, a strong man. So Barbanel says that someone who is strong also instills in his children a, the Midah of being a Gibar Chayel. So Shaul inherited this Midah from his father of being a Gibar Chayel, and that made him fit to lead Klai Yisrael into war. As we learned, that one of the uh, main jobs of the Melech was to lead Klai Yisrael into war. The Barbanel says, indication number two, or indicator number two, is that Shaul's name means borrowed, which is a, a hint 
a, uh, to the fact that Shaul's malchus would only be temporary. It would not be a permanent malchus like, like David's. So since it was only temporary, Shaul was chosen as the melech. His name suggested Benavu in, in, in almost a prophetic way that he was Roy for the malchus. The third is that it says about Shaul that it says he was Bachar Vatoiv. He was very exceptional and good. So the, um, the Torah basically is saying that he was a person of impeccable character and that made him qualify to be the Melech. You needed someone who was Bachar Vatoiv to be the Melech, who would not, basically someone who's incorruptible, someone that would not abuse his position. And finally, the uh, Pasuk, that Pasuk again describes Shaul, Pasuk, this is Pasuk Beis again, says, From the neck up, he was taller than anyone else. In other words, that he was physically imposing. If somebody looked at him, they basically, they shirked in front of him. He, 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 when he walked into the room, everybody noticed him. So you need someone like that who would command respect, especially leading the armies. You needed someone that would command respect when he walked into a room, and therefore Shaul physically fit that description. Now, there's also another shot of why someone specifically from Shevet Binyamin should be a Melech. This is based on two Gemaras, a Gemara in Baba Basra. The Gemara in Baba Basra talks about that um, the person who would wipe out Amalek should be a descendant of Rachel. Now, the Gemara in Baba Basra specifically refers to it as someone from Shevet Yosef. But the, um, the Mayam Loye says that it was more specifically it, the, the person who would wipe out Amalek should be someone who's a descendant of Rachel. Now, when are you supposed to wipe out Amalek? First you get a king, and then you go and wipe out Amalek. So it made sense that who was going to be in charge of wiping out Amalek would be someone from either Shevet Binyamin or Shevet Menashe or Ephraim. And therefore, the Me'am says someone specifically from Shevet Binyamin was chosen. Now, Barbanel also adds another reason of why specifically Shevet Binyamin and not the other Shvatim, and not even Menashe and Ephraim, why Binyamin? So one of the things that I alluded to earlier, but it's not something that we covered, at the end of Sefer Shoftim is the story of Pilegish Begiva. And in, in short, what happened by Pilegish Begiva is there was a man who married a Pilegish. She ran back to her father's house. He went back to get her. And as he was traveling home with his Pilegish, he stopped off in the city of Giva, which was in the um, uh, Shevet Binyamin. And basically, very similar to the story of Loit, there were people... Um, uh, inappropriate people, very inappropriate people, who surrounded the house and demanded that the man, the, this this man, who was actually a levy, this levy be given over to them to basically abuse and molest, similar to Light. And similar to Light, just like Light offered his daughters, so in this case also the host offered his daughter and the Pilegesh instead. And the people refused, so what they, the guy did is he, he, he shoved the Pilegesh out the door and basically, they took their turn with the Pilegish. Eventually, in the morning, she died from exhaustion and cold. And so what this man did, the husband of this Pilegish, sent a piece of the uh, girl to the other 12 Shvatim, basically calling them to Mitzpah, where they all decided that they were going to attack and take uh, revenge against Sheva Binyamin, basically carry out the Dine uh, Nefashas against Sheva Binyamin. Now, when they went against Sheva Binyamin, they actually requested that Sheva Binyamin hand over just the people who had done this Misa, but Sheva Binyamin refused, and so therefore this uh, escalated into a full-scale war between Sheva Binyamin and the other Shvatim. It was a terrible war. There were three battles, and first, in the first two battles, Sheva Binyamin um, 
killed a lot of the other Shvatim. And in the final battle, the other Shvatim killed out a lot of Shevet Binyamin. But at the end of the day, Shevet Binyamin became a very small Shevet. And as a result of the battle of Pileg the other Shvatim did not want to marry into Shevet Binyamin. So for, as a result of Pilegish Begiva, two things happened. First of all, the size of Sheva Binyamin shrunk tremendously. And second of all, the Hashivas of Sheva Binyamin, it was considered a very lowly Shevet because from them came the people that had done Pilegish Begiva, that had done the Maisa. So it was looked down upon as a very, as one of the lowlier Shvatim. So in order to do two things, first of all, to undo the wrong of Pilegish Begiva and sort of restore the Hashivas of Sheva Binyamin, and also at the same time, that's, so that's one shot why Shaul, specifically for Sheva Binyamin, would be Melech, would restore the Hashivas of Sheva Binyamin. And also at the same time, it's appropriate that someone who's not from a very large Shevet should be Melech. Why? Because if you take someone from a very large Shevet, so he's going to rely on his, on his Shevet. Basically, I have all the power, I have all the uh, of a people in my Shevet, and so therefore that's going to make me a good king. But rather, we want a Melech that says, no, there's nothing coming from my Shevet. I, I bring nothing to the table from my Shevet. All I do is I have Bitochen in Hashem, and through my Bitochen in Hashem, God helps me judge accordingly. So therefore, it was worthy and worthwhile that someone from the lowliest Shevet, from the smaller Shevet, should be Melech, so that he had nowhere to turn. He had nobody in a Shevet to turn to for help or to put his trust in, only in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and in that way, he would make a good Melech. Now let's deal with the bigger issue, which is how could a Melech come from Shevet Binyamin if we know that a Melech is supposed to come from Shevet Yehuda? What's the source that a Melech is supposed to come from Shevet Yehuda? So it's based on the Pasuk in Parshas Vayichi, where Yaakov gives a bracha to Yehuda. He says, Layasr Shevet Mi Yehuda, which on a Pashat level means that the Shevet of rulership, the stick of rulership, scepter, if you will, is, it will never leave Shevet Yehuda. So the Malchus will always be long to someone from Shevet Yehuda. So if that's the case, then how could someone from Shevet Binyamin, Shalom Melech, who is from Shevet Binyamin, how could he be appointed Melech if he's not from Shevet Yehuda? And the Ramban asks this question, and the Ramban brings as a the story of the Chashmanoyim. So after the story of Hanukkah, the Chashmanoyim not only took over as the Kehanim Gedolim, the Chashmanoyim were, were Leviim, from Shevet Levi. So they not only took over the Kohen Gadol as Kohen Gadolim, but they also took over the Malchus. They ruled over Klai Yisrael. And for that reason, they were punished that the family was wiped out. Why were they punished? Because they were not from Shevet Yehuda. And we know from the Pasuk, Yosef Shevet Yehuda, that as, as descendants of Shevet Levi, they were not allowed to take the Malchus. A Melech could only come from Shevet Yehuda. So Frek the Ramban, if a Melech can only come from Shevet Yehuda, then by what right can Shaul be a Melech if he is from Shevet Binyamin? So the Ramban answers that the reason why Shaul was chosen as a Melech initially is because it was a sort of punishment to Klai Yisrael. Klai Yisrael asked for a Melech at an inappropriate time. It was too premature. It was not really the right time to ask for a Melech, and they asked for it because they wanted to be Kechol HaGoyim. But they had a good relationship going with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and yet they asked for a Melech. So said HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I'm going to give you a Melech, but he's not going to be a permanent Melech. He's going to be a temporary Melech. So a temporary melech can't come from Shevet Yehuda. Shevet Yehuda is going to produce a malchus that's going to continue all the way till Mashiach. So a temporary melech cannot come from Shevet Yehuda. So therefore, says the Ramban, it had to come from a different Shevet, it had to come from Shevet Binyamin initially. That is the shot of the Ramban. The Abba argues strongly with the Ramban, and he says, hold on a second, Ramban. 
Where do you get this that a melech has to come exclusively from Shevet Yehuda? First of all, says the Abarbanel, if you look in Parshas Shaiftim, where it talks about Saimtasa Melecha Melech, it never says anything about a melech coming from Shevet Yehuda. It simply says, from amongst your brothers. It doesn't say that that brother has to be from a certain Shevet of Yehuda. And in addition, says the Abarbanel, when Shlomo Melech sins later on in, in Sefer Malachim, so half of the kingdom is torn away and given, the Malchus Yisrael is given to Yeravam. Where's Which Shevet is Yeravam from? He's from Shevet Ephraim. How could a member of Shevet Ephraim be a Melech if only Yehuda is allowed to be a Melech? How could the Hashem do that? So the Abarbanel therefore answers, when, when Yaakov says that, he's not saying Yehuda exclusively is a Melech. He's saying Yehuda is going to be leaders. Leaders are going to come from Yehuda. Some of the leaders will be Malachim. Some of the leaders will be Reish Galusa. Some of the leaders will just be leaders at, at times when other Shvatim are Malachim. But it doesn't mean exclusively that a Melech has to come from Shevet Yehuda. And in addition, says the Abar Benel, the word Shevet itself could also mean a stick. And meaning, the Barbanel says that Yaakov was saying that even though Yehuda would be hit with a stick, meaning he would go to Galos, nevertheless, he would still produce Tamidei Chachamim and leaders of Klai Yisrael, despite the fact that he would suffer the pains of Galos. So that, the Barbanel learns the Pasuk a little differently, that yes, Yehuda has leaders, but not exclusively, and therefore no problem with Yeravim being a Melech, no problem with Shaul being a Melech, it's 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 totally in line with the 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 um, the bracha of Yaakov. The Kliyakar then comes and defends the Ramban against the Barbanel, and he basically answers up the Barbanel's problem. So the first the Barbanel said that Lo Yasser Shevet Yehuda. So Lo Yasser Shevet Yehuda, the Kliyakar says, was never intended to be part of the mitzvah. In other words, it's never integral part of the mitzvah of Saim Tasim that it has to come from a specific Shevet. And that's why in Parsha Shoftim, when it says Saim Tasim it never mentions Shevet Yehuda, because that was not an integral part of the mitzvah. It was meaning, Yaakov was saying that this is the preferred Shevet for Malachim. The preferred Shevet for Malachim is supposed to be Shevet Yehuda. But it's possible that a Melech could come from another Shevet. And in, in, in regarding Shlom HaMelech, so that's also in line with Yaakov's Nevuah, because Yaakov is saying that if Yehuda deserves, he will be the sole Melech, and if Yehuda doesn't deserve, then he'll still retain some of the Malchus, but some of it could also be stripped away. And so therefore, as a punishment for Shlom HaMelech, some of it was stripped away and given to Yeravim, but that was not... A, 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 a contradiction to the Nevu of Yaakov. So the Kliyakar sort of defends the, the Ramban by saying it was never uh, a exclusive, meaning that, yes, Yehuda will always have a Melech, but the Malchus is not only to Yehuda to the exclusion of other Shvatim, it's, it's the preferred Shevet. Yehuda is supposed to have the Malchus, but if circumstances arise that another Shevet is deserving of having a Melech, whether it's now in the time of Shaul or in the time of Yeravam, then that was also in line with, um, yeah, you, you, with Yaakov's Nevoah. And that's why in Parsha Shoftim, it doesn't list Shevet Yehuda as the exclusive Shevet for Malchus. Yes.